Okay, so yesterday, uh, Greg continued our exploration of the Brahmavihara practices by transitioning from metta into compassion. And this afternoon, I'd like to continue the exploration of compassion. But before we start some actual practice, to just give a little bit more context about the practice and the method that we'll be using and some of the challenges that we commonly encounter, particularly when we first start to explore this practice. So we'll be working with the reciting phrases method and using different categories of people using the traditional sequence where we're encouraged to start with where it comes most easily and then gradually expanding to include more and more challenging categories of people. So today I'd like to start by offering compassion for a good friend. And this category can, it doesn't have to literally be a good friend. It can include anybody where we naturally feel a sense of warmth and connection towards. And preferably somebody with whom we have a relatively straightforward, uncomplicated relationship. So it could be someone like a favorite aunt or uncle, or perhaps a small child, a grandchild, or a niece or a nephew. doesn't even have to be a human being. Some people work with their pets as good friends because there is that natural sense of warmth and friendliness towards them, kindness. So we begin with a good friend and we're going to be orienting towards some aspect of their lives that's currently challenging in some way. They're currently undergoing some form of stress or distress or physical pain or mental pain. And again, because this is a gradual path of practice, the invitation is to not choose someone who's undergoing some really intense kind of crisis. So I like to offer on a scale of 1 to 10, if 10 is the most kind of catastrophic thing that could happen to someone, and 1 is just a minor kind of frustration of some kind, then I encourage you to choose somebody who's going through a difficulty that's a 5 or below, just to help support this gradual development of the practice. So it really is the path of least resistance that we're working with here, starting with where it feels somewhat easy. And even with that, if at any point in the practice you do feel some kind of barrier or resistance or sense of overwhelm, then it's always fine to come back to mindfulness of breathing. So we'll begin with uh, working with a good friend, the easy being, and then I'd like to move to the next category, which is offering compassion for ourselves. And just to name that for many people, this can be quite challenging because we have a lot of conditioning uh, that makes it somehow selfish to even consider our own pain. I think many of us are much more comfortable focusing our kindness and care out there anywhere out there, but certainly not in here, in our own hearts and minds. So this invitation to try to respond to ourselves with kindness and care 
can bring up some challenging reactions. And sometimes there's fear too, that if we even begin to open up that kind of Pandora's box, who knows what's in there? And we might find ourselves completely overwhelmed, lost in an abyss of painful emotions such as unworthiness and disconnection or self-hatred or shame. And all of these can be considered as the so-called far enemy of compassion. I think Greg mentioned that each of these qualities has a near enemy and a far enemy. And the far enemy of compassion is cruelty. But again, if we do find ourselves having reactions that might be more in this kind of terrain, to try to remember that this is actually a sign that the practice is working. It's not that we've done something wrong or bad or we're wrong or bad. Remembering that all of these Brahmaviharas are purification practices, which means that they're designed to show us what gets in the way to show us what gets in the way so that we can do something about it. Not by judging ourselves, but slowly, gently and kindly touching into those painful emotions and beginning to orient towards them with compassion. The way that we might, if a good friend was describing something similar to us, I think most of us have the capacity to listen to a good friend's pain or distress without too much reactivity or judgment. So can we perhaps at times imagine ourselves being our own best friend and listening to our own challenges with that same empathy and compassion? So this capacity to connect with our own and others' pain is really a crucial aspect of this whole path of practice that Greg laid out the other night. And just to put it in context, in terms of the Noble Eightfold Path, compassion is included as an aspect of the second path factor, which is right thought. And here it's referred to as non-cruelty. So compassion as non-cruelty supports the development of right thought. We can also see it as supporting the other ethical factors of the path, so right speech, right action, and right livelihood, which are all grounded in non-harming. So recently I've become interested in this aspect of compassion as a support for our ethical conduct. So, for example, on the first night of this retreat, when we took the refuges and precepts and we made this formal commitment to non-harming, it's really compassion that underpins this commitment because as the wisdom develops and we see more and more clearly that just like everybody else, we're trying to be happy, we're trying to be free from suffering. So we see that all other living beings also have that same orientation. So in order to strengthen our compassion and our ethical conduct, we do need to uh, cultivate this capacity to see life from other people's perspectives, to walk in their shoes. And this is a capacity that's very powerfully strengthened through this formal compassion meditation. So if we're, I see this training as uh, having an ethical component because if we're disconnected from our own pain, we're more likely to act it out. 
unconsciously and to harm other people. So as one U.S. Dharma teacher says, it's hurt people who hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. So unless we have this ability to know our own hurts, we probably are going to be unconsciously projecting them or acting out on them in relation to others. And the other side of that saying is that healed people heal people. So in this practice, we very powerfully develop wisdom and compassion together as a strategy of harm minimization, minimizing our own harm and the likelihood of harming others. And having said that, I do want to emphasize again that compassion, like all of the Brahma-viharas, needs to be developed slowly and gently. And particularly when it comes to um, working with painful situations, the last thing we want to be doing is somehow trying to blast through our defenses. As Greg said this morning, we've all developed strategies. They may be a little misguided, but they're original impulse was to help protect ourselves and so we don't want to be trying to blast through them or forcing our hearts open or willing ourselves to feel something because all of those are actually rooted in more aversion so if we do notice any of those kinds of attitudes coming in we try to turn the compassion directly to them and if necessary we might need to take a break until we feel a bit softer So perhaps after the session, I'll offer a few more ways of uh, working with difficult emotions. But for now, I'd like to give us uh, an opportunity to actually practice this turning towards what's difficult. Before we actually start, as you know, I've been encouraging all of you to really listen to your own practice, to your own beings, and to keep orienting towards finding balance. So just to say it's possible that for some of you doing some compassion practice right now, maybe not the most supportive thing that you could be doing. So there's an opportunity just to take a moment to listen and see, is this going to be supportive for your practice? Or if you have any sense that it may be better to, say, be walking or doing your own practice in your room, you're extremely welcome. Taking a moment just to... Settle in, and if you feel like you would rather do other practice, then this is an okay time to leave. <laughs> 